Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton, and along with me, as always, is the killer queen of the Combine, Bethany McChesney. And we have, as well, one of Canada's best OCR athletes, Mick Jarello. Mick, thanks for joining us, man. And like I said before, we're not going to interview you. That's that's totally fine with me. I'm just a little dis- disappointed you didn't have a, a cool little intro nickname for me before, but we can work on that. You know what? You got to be a special shit to get an intro name. I should be one every time. They're always different. We're really working hard. We have to keep Lauren Weeks happy. This is the only reason she listens to the show. And so she's already shut it off. She just does for that portion and then leaves. But thanks, <laughs> Lauren. I do appreciate it. <laughs> so a little bit of housekeeping before we get too into stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I wanted to say congrats to Sam and Jade. That got Samuel Lee Bear and Jade. They got engaged. They're having a baby. They, you know... Congrats, and at the same time, my deepest sympathy. You know, both. Uh, which part? What's that? For which part of those two things? Both. <laughs> you have children and you're married. You know what I'm talking about. Mick, this might be foreign to you, but it is the greatest, most horrible thing to ever happen to you. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I'll take that with a grain of salt, but I'll, uh, I'll keep a note, you know. Yeah, just I'll talk to Sam and see how, see how things go, but it was good to see that, and I think he... Uh, Minus the fact that I don't speak French, so I didn't get the whole um, <laughs> the whole gist of his proposal. But it looked it looked like he picked a great spot, and and obviously they're having a great vacation. So unfortunately, we won't see him at the next race because of it. But uh, you know that that seems like a pretty uh, a pretty good reward right there. So yeah, um, I'm a little mad at Sam actually because he's making the rest of us look like shit. <laughs> like he really did a good number on that one they were up in some crazy arctic thing and he's like oh i don't know and he does great instagram stories do you think that if the three of us really you know begged him we could get him to do instagram stories in both english and french like he could double them up i think i, think I, I, I mean he could he I could because yeah. i um, love his stories. but i don't know i don't know how it is i think like i've been around him and he can flip-flop pretty quickly so i think it's uh it's a it's an interesting skill to have, but he definitely has it. So, yeah, yeah, I struggle enough with English. I can't do that. Um, on the same <laughs> note, the exact same congratulations to one of our favorite guys, David Megida. Um, mm-hmm. Same deal. I, it's contagious. I don't know, but awesome guys, awesome ladies. Congratulations to everybody. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, and before we're really going to talk about a lot about Spartan Red Deer. That's um that's big on our thing, but I just want to know, did either of you really get a chance to watch uh, West Virginia Did to watch the, or check out anyway, some of the coverage or what has happened? Are you familiar with what, how it went down? I watched, I did watch the coverage when it came out. I like last night it came out and I was sitting around, saw it popped up on YouTube and threw it on. So I watched it. It was, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah mean, I they're it. getting better. They're getting better. And I told I told one of my friends, I said, if people that had never experienced the sport and knew I did something race-wise or whatever else, aside from it being a long video, which is nice to watch because they actually got quite a bit of coverage, it, um, it actually did uh, capture a lot of what the race was all about, you know? like lead changes and you could actually kind of tell the exertion level of some of the athletes, which is always kind of a hard thing to capture sometimes. And 
um, showed a lot of the obstacles, showed a lot of the terrain. And um, yeah, I thought it was really good. I couldn't agree more. I mean, they are constantly improving. When I think of the one they did for, I guess it was Utah was kind of the first one this year, wasn't it? It was nowhere near as good as this one. And I remember just watching it going, oh, this annoys me. This annoys me. This annoys me. This one was great. And I I felt the whole thing, like you said, the, the, the lead changes, especially back and forth. And I never felt like I'd, I missed anything at all. Dave, I think this is the first time you haven't had like a little bit of an issue with some kind of live feed. <laughs> I better go. <laughs> oh, I wait, no, it was hit, it hit. Okay. Yeah. hit it, Beth. You got an issue. I know it. No, I, I was super impressed with the rabbits in this one. They were all over the place. And even just to be able to keep up with those athletes. But I even saw a picture of Steve Hammond in the water right beside Ryan Atkins, like actually swimming in the water beside him. That's commitment to the shot. Steve Hammond's a beast. <laughs> he's just amazing. He loves his job. He and loves his job. And he's good at it. Yeah. He needs and to stop telling people runner, to so. obstacles, though. That's not his job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, and I do have an issue, and I just thought of it. Thank you, man. <laughs> I really appreciate it. FM. where's the women? They said Wednesday it's coming out. Wednesday? Yeah. And you know what? I think... Partially, it might be from the actual team that is putting it out on YouTube. That's like, it's better for us to upload things on different days instead of just two of our biggest viewing kind of videos and content on the same day. Um, and also, I think the editing team took a, a lot of time and then maybe they take a day after the race and then come back to it. It's, I think it's, you know, as soon as that race ends, it's crunch time for them to get something like that out. and. I'm sure they're just burnt out after doing one of them. And they're like, let's just do a day after. And then maybe next race, they'll release the women's footage first. But um, either way, it's uh, hopefully it'll mean that it's just better quality. Yeah. If they get it right, I'm more than willing to wait because this one was really good. So if they get the women the same, I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I, that, that just seemed like... Yeah. I don't expect it to be as an exciting a race considering what we know uh, with, with Lindsay just obliterating the field. Well, know? I think the real race though, I, there was Lindsay, but then the real running after that was Alex and Rose and Annie Doobie. And that's the exciting part of the women's race. I, I talked and I mentioned this, uh, I talked with Matt about this today, but I would like to actually get both of your opinions because I brought it up we've all kind of been excited about the women's field upping the ante, you know, really kind of seeming like improving this year and being closer racing and that. But I started to think about it after this race. Has the women's field really jumped up or is it just the fact with Becca gone and Nicole injured and then Lindsay maybe having that one-off race uh, in Asheville that really hasn't changed much. It's just someone had to fill those spots because Becca and Nicole aren't there. I know it's a horrible take and it's really kind of mean. It's not mean, but it just, it's not a glowing, you know, hey, great for everybody. But it, it does seem like when you have 11 minutes from first to second, that it is still a case of there's really no one to run with her. Yeah, I think, I think when the terrain is, works to her advantage um, and she's actually now been able to work through like a 
a good season of training. You know, when Lindsay puts all that together and everything, I think, uh, you know, even the best, you know, are going to have a tr have trouble with with that. But um, and there's just so much distance. You know, she does she does this kind of terrain better. She does this better, and and she's she can she's had more experience on the obstacles and spent more time. And you know, you make up ten seconds here, ten seconds there, but over thirteen miles, like that's when the gap really shows, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's partially partially that and and like good for her for keeping you know keeping that pace and and keeping at it. Sometimes it's hard when you're when you're going like that, but um, I'm sure I'm sure she's gonna have races where she's she's tested. But yeah, it would be good to get a few more of those girls back, you know, like Becca and Faye and stuff like that that have like that elite toolkit kind of of like many different courses and also the speed so um yeah i th i think that nicole comes back that makes a huge difference becca i mean she's obviously saving the world doing much more important things um but i do think and this is like a bit lofty i think emma emma cook clark is, will fill in that role i think once she gets those obstacles down she is fast enough to fill in that role um and I, Annie has already proven as well she can run with Lindsay. I just, I think, I, I was going to say, same as Mick, is this course just suited Lindsay to a T. So I think that's why there was that big gap. And a lot of the women did fail obstacles in this one. Um, even second, third were failing obstacles. So I think she just had a really clean race. But I don't think those other girls necessarily wouldn't have been closer if there wasn't those obstacle failures. All right, so we will not get any Jack Bauer B team controversy here. So <laughs> no. All right. Um, so one more thing. Uh, I know Bethany, you heard about OCR Stars. You are a OCR Stars inaugural podium finisher, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's coming back. Hunter jumped on, leaked it out today. Uh, Mick, now you didn't jump in on OCR Stars last time, did you? I didn't. I did that other virtual one just quickly when they were getting athletes to live beat against each other. Mm -hmm. um, not the Canadian one, but that other one that was like all oh. over. Like it was different, different athletes from all over the world. And um, Luca, he's living in Colorado now, but um, he was putting it on. That um, was pretty good. It was one on one. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so he would like choose two people and the workout and then you would meet live and people could watch the workout kind of as you two competed against each other and then you could move on and stuff like that. So I did that. It was, it was fun. I mean, at the time, that's when all the virtual challenges were going on and yeah, yeah, it was good. Well, if you want a new Jeep, you should do OCR stars because that's the prize <laughs> way is a new Jeep. And obviously cash as well. There's a few different things. Um, this time, individual winners for events um, won't be getting prize money for each event. So you can't get the ringers coming in. So tell tell Lanny she's uh, she's going to have to earn it this time. <laughs> yeah, I had my friend who's an Olympic runner jump in for some of the long stuff. And she won the 10K. <laughs> but she did go to the Olympics for the 10K. So because there was prize money for each event. So I'm like, hey, Lanny, want 10 thousand dollars <laughs> yeah it's probably some of the most money she's won as a roadrunner like really <laughs> well it's not <Probably> happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but so, right now yeah so OCR stars uh november 1st i think he said is the the start date signups are open it's like 40 bucks so you know what even 40 bucks in an entry because the jeep thing is random everybody who enters gets a random draw on it so everybody that's as slow as me gets it and everybody that's as fast as you two gets the same chance so it's good uh 40 bucks is worth it worth it for a ticket yeah what was the other thing um last week I think it was last week or the week before recently, we kind of complained a little bit about information coming from Mud Hero. Yes. I finally managed to have a chat with them. Not on here. It's not videoed. It will not be coming out. Um, they may be doing something in the future, maybe with us, maybe just on their Instagram. I'm really pushing them to just get out there and talk to the people they want to know. A um, few questions that we did get answered. Yes, on the 25th of September, their permanent course will be open. Uh, at Duntroon, they are uh, taking registrations. It's going to happen. It's all set. It's cleared with the government, with everything like that. Um, they Before that, they had set up a series for every weekend in September. And then that just kind of went away, disappeared. They said that it was due to a bit of a manpower issue and maybe just being a little overambitious right at the start there. And so they had to, they had to take a step back understandable makes sense um everybody who signed up for that is welcome to defer to to any of the other races that they hold this year or next and now i mean this isn't official but he did say that they were offered a refund i don't haven't seen that in writing but he said that they were offered a refund other people can tell me that because i hadn't signed up so other than that that's pretty much all they had um, they are planning to be full bore next year and do some really big races at that site um, and hopefully some more competitive races as well. So not just your average Mud Hero fun run. That's the, uh, that's the only OCR we have here in Manitoba. So um, yeah. they always have a date release, but again, it was, it was kind of like set, set, and you kept checking and, and then eventually they called it off. But yeah, hopefully they're back. You can't come down too hard on these companies. I mean, they're at the victim of, of governments and restrictions and, and, and they keep pulling the plug and it, it, they're trying. I mean, they want to hold events. They want to make money. Of course. You know, so they're, they're feeling the, the, they're feeling the pinch as much as everybody. And speaking of cancellations, Spartan canceled Quebec uh, today. The uh, e emails went out. The official announcement will come tomorrow. I did reach out to Spartan. They answered back and said, yeah, that's unfortunately the case due to restrictions. So obviously the immediate questions are, how's Red Deer? Are we still good? And how's Blue Mountain? Word from Spartan is an official word. They said I could, I could yip about it if I want because nobody really listens to us anyway. So it is, Red Deer is still a go. The boots are on the ground. Everything's good. Everything's great. Blue Mountain, as far as they are aware, as far as they're concerned, all the rules are still in place. They are abiding by all the guidelines. They have received no word saying that anything's different. So from their perspective, they're still full speed ahead. Now, we know everything can change in a heartbeat, but right now they're full speed ahead. They're expecting to have the race and they are getting ready to set up there. So that's what I got. That's good. It's reassuring. Yeah, I mean, that's what they said that you know, hopefully it is reassuring. Hopefully it does happen. I'm, I'm not worried about Red Deer, right? Alberta's open. You know, the Cowboys are, are ready to rock. They're, they're, they're good. They got the hats on, the masks off. They're all good. 
Listen, the venue is at a horse ranch, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm hoping yeah. to borrow a horse so we can get some really good rabbiting done that way. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to do. But um, blue, I'll be honest, blue scares me. It really does. Um, yeah, that's a little ways away. It's, it's a ways away. Things are not trending. I hate to use that word, in the right direction as far as cases. Kids are going back to school, and we all know that means, you know, the little germ magnets are going to spread it everywhere. I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. So that means we got to get red deer. We got to go do red deer just in case it's the only one. That's right. So yeah. let's talk red deer. <laughs> yeah. All right. First off, yeah, Nick, I, you know, you know a little about the course, right? You, this is a very familiar course for you. I've done it quite a bit. I mean, they've, they've never had a beast there and that's probably a, you know, for from previous years, that's probably a good re good reason why, um, because of the size of the venue. But they've always had a sprint and a super there, and I've done it over three, four years, I think. So yeah, I've uh, I've ran those trails and around there quite quite a bit. And what would the general layout be like? It, the terrain. So I would I would say you're running like a combination of kind of like really fun windy single track and the course is built on like almost like a two level system so there's a high level and a low level and there is a very steep kind of like shoot down to the lower level um but again it would be like there's no trails that go down it it's almost like just woods so every once in a while they'll put us through that but for the most part it's straight flat ish single track or um, kind of like running along a river, or you're on gravel paths, or running through horse fields. So you say running along the river, knowing Spartan, <clears throat> is there a good chance you're going to be running in the river, or is this like yeah. a deep river? So there's there's two there's two rivers. There's a feeder which they usually put you through, which at its deepest point, I would say it's just over like six feet deep, maybe. So um, Usually you just jump in, take a couple of paddles, and then you're back out. Um, it's not it's not like an actual swim, but it definitely breaks your rhythm and kind of gets you completely wet, and then you come out. So depending on the weather on the day it and what's after it and whatever, it does kind of pose like a, you know, something to consider um, in terms of gear and everything. And then there is another river, but I think it's too fast to safely just send people through. Uh, one year there, they had a sandbag carry where you actually went down and kind of went knee deep through the edge of it and brought you back up. Um, but they haven't done that in a few years. So not sure if that's off limits or not, but uh, some, some options for some water for sure. No Tyrolean traverses across the river though, because that's what I would like to see. That <laughs> You know what, that, I, I guess they could do it on the small river. They could. It would be pretty cool. It's what they used to have, right? I remember they, they had that at Shale Hill, but it was like 100 meters long. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then even if you fit, complete the obstacle, you're still falling in the water. So I don't think there's, there's the option for that. But uh, it's, yeah, it was, it, it's, a good, it's a good thing to kind of, especially like usually this race is held in July or anything like that it's usually like really really warm so that water is almost nice on like a super course to just get you wet and and get you back out so 
Um, that's what I would say. And then um, a few other things to note about red deer is there's kind of like the horse stables. So they, I think they evacuate all the horses and everything before. Like the venue doesn't really have what it looks like on a regular day to day. I think they, the people that own it kind of take all the animals and everything out, but you still have a lot of those like two tier fences all around the area. So um, you're getting a lot of like natural walls and fences to jump over or go under without them having to put anything up. There's a lot of like breaking rhythm, kind of vaulting things and stuff like that, like throughout it. So uh, just something, another thing to get used to. And then running in grass, like there's, there are some open fields, obviously, where they send the horses out and uh, to add in some extra distance, especially on the super, they'll for sure bring you way out there and bring you back. And it's almost just like, just to put in a few extra, you know, kilometers. And if it's in horse fields, that means it's going to be ruddy. It's going to be full yeah. of holes. You're going to have to yeah. dodge, dodge horse shit, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, running in fields like that is really tricky. Like it's as technical as running on on rocky rocky terrain because you can't see all right. the lights and all the potholes and stuff from the horses and whatnot. I, it's, and you know what? Like, I I think the first few people that go through it, it's extremely hard because there's not even a, like they haven't even pushed down the grass yet. But you know, after twenty people have gone through, people start taking the same route, and eventually it turns into some kind of thing. But yeah, there are, there are dips and everything like that. So, um, I think it's a good idea to practice some like speed work and rhythm running on kind of like in open fields and stuff, like not just pure pavement or anything like that, obviously, but it's not necessarily technical. So it's almost just trying to keep, keep your rhythm going while you're a bit broken and you need, need to raise your knees up a bit more because the grass is pretty, pretty high sometimes. So this should also be the first time we have the full assortment of Spartan obstacles. <clears throat> yeah. And, and Beth, I'll ask you, how do you think that's going to affect? Do you think it'll throw much of a wrench into it? Because before we didn't really have, especially like we were missing, I guess what Spartan would call its technical obstacles, Twister, yeah. the eight foot box, Beater, all that stuff. We were missing that. Do you think from, and especially it usually affects the women's side more. Do you think the Canadian women maybe haven't had a chance to get down and do those ones in the States. Do you think it's going to affect them very much or do you think it should be still par for the Well, car? I think like the top women right now, all of them, as far as I know, have raced in the States. Um, so I don't think it will be much of, it's not going to be throwing a wrench in because all of them have seen these obstacles before. Yeah. So, I mean, stuff like, like especially I see that eight foot box. Like yeah, that. the eight foot, it all depends on how long they leave the rope. So I saw in West Virginia, the rope was long and there was a knot on the bottom. That's fine. Um, I, West Virginia last year, the rope was only about two feet long. And that was, that changes things quite a bit. Yeah. Have you ever hit that one? Because I, I don't know if you got a chance to. Yeah, I've done it a few times. Yeah. And did, yeah. I mean, it's not a secret. You're not very tall. <laughs> did, did you have to come up with a bit of a different strategy for it? Uh yeah i like it wasn't easy for me but i like i got it eventually yeah. i i can you have to practice doing um like legless rope climbs so if you can do that and then as long as you can get up to the top there's a bar on the top that the rope is attached 
if you can grab that bar, then you're golden. And then you flick, fling your legs up. However, it doesn't look pretty, but I get the job done. <laughs> Burpees look. I worse. think the trick is a lot of people try to grab the edge of it, of the top yeah. of the shelf, and there's nothing really to grab there. But you know, a foot further is the bar that Bethany yeah. was saying, and that's what you have to kind of grab. So it's almost like getting yourself high enough so you can reach an arm onto the shelf and then you can grab it and then you can pull yourself up yeah. for me being a short dude and not being able to jump whatsoever i would think that i would approach it like i would try to get as high as on the rope as i can without grabbing the top of the box for a grip lock my feet in like i would on a regular rope climb stand up and go over that way i don't know if totally if that that's is. it's good yeah get yourself up lock your feet in and then reach for it that's i mean i'm not short but that's kind of what you got to do you just got to get yourself to like your shoulders to the edge of yeah. edge of it. Yeah. So I don't know what Killian's problem is. I don't know why he struggles with it so much. Get in there. Man. <laughs> hey, did you, um, speaking of which, just a quick jump back. When you watched uh, the race and you saw the heavy sandbag on the hoist, was that mm -hmm. not great? I loved that. It was great. Yeah. I mean, you really saw it. The guys were full leaning back, pushing with their legs. And, you know, guys that are like 150 pounds. It wasn't moving. So yeah. You either just were able to like use a bit of momentum and really use your pull strength if you got like a, a good kind of brace system for it, but you need to be able to brace it when it's that heavy because you can't use your body weight. So uh, I'm not sure if they're gonna have the same hoists that had in Canada in previous years or if they're going to have like the new ones like that. But either way, we, st we saw that, you know, if it rains, they're heavier. <laughs> And if it, if it doesn't, they usually don't give many people an issue. Obviously, some guys can still do it quicker, which is great uh, to kind of differentiate, you know, strengths. But um, no one fails it. Yeah, I want it to be heavy all the time. I don't want to have to rely <laughs> on it. I just want them to up the rate, put like lead shot in it or, or rubber pellets like, like rec bags. I want it heavy all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. <laughs> that made it real. That was that was decent. It's just like it's just like we talk about Beth, like uh, up in the female tire flip to to something that is yeah. legitimate. I, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've got a little inside scoop, and there will not be a tire in Red Deer. So no. Just so, just so people. Anyways, it was it was one of those things where you know obviously they they got all the new obstacles and all the standardized ones and everything, but the I think something with Yokohama and also just like getting all of those tires directly sent and then travel across Canada and back and forth and everything. So they will have it. I don't think it's not like off the table. It's just this season that was not really an option for them. So, um, and they've tried having tires in previous years and they've been kind of random in terms of like <laughs> you know they haven't all been like a certain one so um that's you know it, it's better if they just if they can't have have it all consistent then um you know make the buckets hair heavy or something and you, you know what that's the right call to make if you can't be standard through the through the obstacles don't have it it's totally yeah and, and but just so people just so people know they're not going to be they don't they don't have to dread it before the race or anything you know it's it's hard to watch that west virginia race and um not think as a racer at all just to think a little bit about it you know as as something that could decide a race so everybody can stop doing deadlifts <laughs> yeah. 
you know, yeah. before people get mad at Spartan or get upset at Spartan Canada for not bringing it, let's just, I mean, and here you go with this little past. I used to work in a tire shop for a long time, doing tires on everything from transports and farm recruitment and all that stuff. Those tires I use from Yokohama, yes, they're 400 pounds, which means they're a bugger to ship and move and transport around. That adds cost. The sheer cost of those tires alone is massive. And that would all of a sudden become by far and away the most expensive obstacle Spartan has. I mean, right. we're talking like you have to have what, at least probably 10 of them is it generally in the field? Probably, yeah. Somewhere in that neck of the woods. I'm, I'm wagering that that obstacle would be in the neighborhood of $15,000 just for the men's tires. And then the women's would not be far behind. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So if they had to choose between having two, like getting Twister and new Olympus or whatever, beater or anything like that, like obviously you want a few more. And those obstacles are pretty cool to have in the festival area and, you know, things people see. So I think it's, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but just so, just so people aren't stressing over it, you know, it's good to, it's good to know. All right. Um, so let's go through a little bit of who's who, who's going to be there, who's not. Cause as like any race going on right now, we, you know, we're not getting everybody. And good job on your research. By the way, I was uh, when you were sending a message back and forth. I um, I talked to a few people, but you know, like I think two months ago, this list would have been completely different. Yeah, and I think other a lot of people thought they were probably going, um, and then you know, obviously, just different things happen to different people, and then just yeah, like things happen and things change. So. Um, I was under the impression there were going to be like, it was going to be a pretty uh, deep field in terms of like athletes from out East and West coming both male and female. And, uh, you know, unfortunately a few people just life's life's happened or they've chosen not to come and that's totally fine. But it's, you know, it's, it's always fun when everyone makes it out. Right. Yeah. And one thing about some of the people that, and we didn't really take this into account is people coming up from the States. Yes, it can still happen. Alberta is, they're able to travel and same, you know, so we could have a few there, but I mean, I did reach out to some of the people who normally you would think about that, like, like a Forrest Bogue or something like that. And I, honestly, I didn't find a single American that I know that's coming across. So I'm not saying they're not, I'm just saying I have not got any confirmation on that. Um, I think we'll start with some of the, some of the women that we won't be seeing. Um, first off, an easy one is, uh, uh Morgan McKay. <laughs> that was a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I saw a post like five seconds ago before I came on here. Yeah. I saw okay, something. I, well, I'll let her explain it, but Bethany, um, do, do, you know what? Just, just, just talk, Bethany. Do it. I'm sorry. You, you, you can kick me off. <laughs> I've ruined. Just sit here and drink. Yeah. I, I, um, I was really excited to race this one. The course suits me. But anyways, I've been struggling with an Achilles issue for, it's been almost, it's been over a year now and it's just been on and off, on and off. And just so many different opinions that just kind of threw me in all these different directions. Nothing seemed to work. So I had imaging last week to see what are my chances of racing in a few weeks. And it was a pretty big fat no. So the Achilles has continued to get worse. Um, it's more so anyways, they put me in a boot for a few weeks because that's kind of where we're at now. So I am not racing, but I will be there. 
cheering. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm still going. My flights are booked. And again, if this is the only race that happens, at least I can be there. But yeah, I'm still going to go anyways and cheer people on. Awesome. Well, the one good thing about Red Deer is you can kind of jog around the venue and catch quite a bit of the race if you understand how the course goes. Um, you're not just like because there are walking paths and and actually like wider asphalt kind of biking paths through the whole forest and everything. So um, there's a lot of places that you can kind of get to different areas and see more of like the separate gauntlets of obstacles and everything. So it, it should be a good venue to actually come watch. That's cool. Unfortunately, yeah. you're not racing though. I know. You'll. I'll be the one crying at the finish line. <laughs> every after not racing <laughs> yeah and on, and on the same note we, we will both be there we're going to try to do as many stories as possible if the reception is signal is awesome up, we'll try to do some live streaming um we're not going to be able to do full coverage we don't have the manpower bethany is too slow right now so you know but we're going to do our best to at least get some information out there which usually for the canadian series does not happen so mm -hmm. We're going to do our best to do what we can and uh yeah it'll be fun and we may even get a little early preview of the map so we'll be able to scout out how we can do it and we can be bought just so you know <laughs> quite cheaply too. send that out there yeah <laughs> that's good i didn't know you were coming either so um i thought you were both unfortunately not coming to red deer so that's great no, and gonna, are you gonna are you gonna raise like do no. we have to add you to the men to watch <laughs> you know it wouldn't be fair to to them and since the tire flip is out and that was going to be my big deal you know i'm, I'm going to back off on this one maybe and save it for the next one um we might do a uh, we're, we're going to hopefully do like a, a little media funsy lap and and jump on some obstacles yeah. and play and take some more videos and have some good time that's 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 awesome. our main goal yeah. okay well, well the venue celebrating is at the first line an hour before the rest of you <laughs> yeah well the good thing about red deer is the course is the distances are over pretty quickly like all things considered they're always a fast race not that much climbing so yeah. um everyone will be in and out pretty quick so so uh one of the other obvious women that we're going to as i was saying morgan mckay she is pregnant congratulations morgan officially everybody's nice. congratulations today um so she's gonna go uh, emma cook clark will be there but she will not be racing in the series race as she has a 24-hour work shift prior to it and um she's her her focus is still actually on getting better i think she's hopefully going to be doing a fun lap later on to practice on some of the obstacles which is really yeah great. i think she said she's going to do the sprint and the beast on sunday for fun it doesn't sound fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's too bad though it would have been cool to see both of them come and race race that as well yeah. uh, sylvie as well she will not be making yeah. it for this one she should be there for blue provided blue happens and uh lindsay lindsay webster will not be making it i didn't really push as to an official reason why my only assumption is can can is really the logistics of travel and it is so close to ocrwc and i know that that's very high on their priority list so I'm assuming they'll be staying in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I assume so. There, it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff. Oh, oh, wait, actually, wait a minute. And she, sorry, I forgot. She did mention one. She also has a wedding. Oh. I forgot that. So she's got a wedding, lots of travel. It's just not going to happen. So guess what that means for Ryan? Yeah, he's <laughs> not going to be there either. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so no Ryan, as we mentioned already, no Samuel Ebert. He's busy getting married, having children and touring uh, the North. I think he's panning for gold, actually. I think that was part of his, like, thing. Like, he was, oh. yeah, it was just smart. <laughs> uh, Jesse Bruce is will not will not be making it. So, you know, they'll be missed. Those are some really good racers, uh, sadly. But we still have really good racers going. Big names for the women. We have Ariel Fitzgerald, Amanda Nadeau, and Jessica Lemon, as far as Spartan team members. Um, some of the names for the men is um, some guy named Mick Jarello, uh, Christian, little help. Vince Slavic. Vince Slavic. Thank you. <laughs> I can't. Uh, Sean Stevens Whale uh, would, would be some of the, the brighter names. Um, I did also receive, uh, and he loves he loves that I say his name this way, Sean Philipto will, will be <laughs> as well. <laughs> he knows I can't say his name properly. I can't say anybody's last name right. But In Austin. He's exciting. He's excited to go. I just spoke with him today. So I'm going to do it, and I'll start with you, Bethany, since we're right here. Do some picks here. We're going to lay it out there, who we think. And this is good because you're not involved here, so you can. Actually, wait a minute before we do that. Sorry. Mick, you said you might have some dark horse information. I Oh, I, I wouldn't say information. I, I said names. I maybe have a few names that um, people aren't necessarily thinking about, but I've raced against them or know them well enough that if they do show up, uh, they will be contenders or are, you know, in the mix. Right. Um, and, and now with, uh, some of those top guys like Jesse and Sam and, you know, those guys are fighting for first place. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's always kind of been, um, something at, at Spartan, but there's always a battle between, you know, let's say that, that third to eighth place of all these guys who are just like really good athletes, really fit, train hard. Um, you know, they're not going to show up and beat an Atkins, but um, guys that are always in the mix. And if they show up, they're definitely uh, kind of people to watch. I, I can't say as much for the women because I, I haven't raced against them personally. So, um, and I think you, you listed a really good list there, but I think if um, I know Sean, you know, Sean Stevens Wales. So his friend, Chris, who also was on the Canadian mountain running team and a really, really good runner, um, so he's coming down with him. So Chris will be in the mix, I'm assuming, uh, unless he's just coming to train and follow along. But he's he's a, a super talented runner, and um, I've raced against him in Vancouver uh, when they had the race out there, and he was right in the mix till he failed something. But uh, you know he's had enough experience now, so he's. I think he's raced like two or three Spartan races. He's more of like a trail runner, put up some really good times. So he's going to be someone to watch. He'll be one of those guys up, up by front. And if I remember correctly, he has pretty sweet hair. So um, he'll be, uh, it, yeah, you'll be, you'll be able to tell who he is, I think. And, uh, and he's just super fast. And then um, Jeff Krar, who beat me in um, Kimberly, in the beast two years ago. So Jeff Carr's won some of the biggest trail races out West. And if you guys know, 
Um, his brother is actually like a sponsored trail runner. Um, now I can't think of his name, but um, anyways, Jeff's an, an older guy. Like he's not, he's not in his like early thirties, but um, he holds some FKTs out West still that are like beating all the respectable mountain runners, you know, in and around Canmore area and stuff like that. So he's a legit guy. And, you know, when he shows up, he can outrun, you know, anyone. And so if he shows up, he's a really quiet guy. So you never know, but he's came, he's came to Red Deer before. And like I said, we had a good battle in Kimberly and he got me on the last climb and I didn't see him after that. So uh, if he shows up, I'm happy to happy to race him again. And then Bethany did mention Austin. Yeah. So I Austin A Azar will be coming back. Uh, I talked to him today, so he's he's excited for that. And uh, he he's always someone in the mix. So um, and I think the last name I would mention would be Mo um, Cedric, or his last name starts with a C. He's from out east. Um, really quick guy, races quite a bit out like in the Quebec scene and everything. Um, so if he shows up, he'll, he'll do really well too. So a couple other names to be in the lookout for. Wow. That's, that's good. I'm, those trail guys are scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen, it's, it's like, you hope they actually set up some tough obstacles. Um, cause you're running with these guys and you're like, okay, they're totally in their element. And, um, so yeah, if they, and, and the thing is, is all of them now have experience with Spartan. So, um, you know, all it would take is a little bit more preparation and they've got the running to compete with anyone. So. Do you think Spartan will have, I, I, now I'm off in tangent. Do you think Spartan will have to up the obstacle game and stuff to, um, essentially not have it become a, just a trail runners takeover kind of deal? In Red Deer? Not in Red Deer, but overall. overall. Okay. I, I think so. I think now they have a few more obstacles to kind of put put together in, in good places. You know, sometimes in a beast previously when we didn't have these obstacles, it felt a lot more like running and then there was the odd thing, but I think they'll come out more often now in terms of like breaking up your running rhythm and stuff. So, and there's a few more that you can fail. Yeah. And the heavy, right? the heavy stuff seems to, seems to be a little more of a thing like the heavy sandbag carries the bucket carry, like definitely. Yeah. That should hopefully slow those guys down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Beth, we'll, we'll start with you. Who do you, uh, who do you got for your picks? You can start cool. with third. Yeah. For the men? Men or women, whatever you like. Oh, okay. All right. So, the women, yeah, there really wasn't a long list because there's so many women that are missing here. Um, I am going to put Ariel winning this one. Um, she seems to be really fit right now. Uh, she went down, she raced in the States, had a good performance there, kind of dusted off there. You kind of need that first rust buster. So she's have that now. Um, and out of these, uh, the other women that are there, she is the only one that has raced already this season. So I'm going to have her first and then, um, Jess Lemon, I'm going to put second, and then uh, Amanda Nadeau third. Um, I think Amanda, it seems like she's focusing a little bit more on her job right now and been more strength building and stuff with the uh, firefighting that she's been doing. And um, so that's the only reason that I have her third. But those two women, I haven't seen them racing in the last year that I've 
that I know. So it's really tough to say it's just who's been training more for this and who's been kind of focusing on something else. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I can't argue with you. It, it's, it's it, like you say, it's, it seems that way too. And I think it is Ariel's to win. Jessica, just from communicating with her, she's just seems to have that, that killer instinct attitude. Like she, she, she wants to win. She wants to push hard. So that's why, again, that, that's why I would give her the edge over to Amanda right now is like, like you say, just mindset over anything. I don't really know what her training's been like, but yeah, I would agree with you totally. Mick, do you have anything different or you? I mean, just, just insight. Like obviously Ariel uh, is, is a super good runner and she's, she's put in a lot of training over the winter. And now I think, being on the dream team and everything, she has a little bit more support system with her as well, which is kind of nice, you know, giving her a little more, more confidence and, and stuff like that. So I think she'll do really well. And then, but Jess, Jess definitely has been training hard and uh, she, you know, she might not show the hard workouts she does and she goes and does big mountain days and everything, but you know, she's, she's pretty focused and, and consistently trains all the time. So um, she'll show up ready, which will be nice to see, you know, it, it, um, you never know, you never know who's gonna, you know, who could fail things, but they're both pretty strong on obstacles. So, um, and then Amanda was, you know, she was dominating. She was doing really well, you know, two seasons ago when she was doing the U S series and the mountain series and everything. But like, uh, Bethany said, um, she is definitely like more focused on work now and uh, a little less on training specifically for Spartan, I think. So uh, I actually didn't know if she was coming or not. So, but I think, I think either way she shows up and she'll do well. So. I think the one thing about all three of these women, and you could put it like the, the way we pick them is pretty much provided you, you're assuming clean race. So really all it takes, like you said, Mike, is one failed obstacle. And all of a sudden, everything can change. Right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially if weather turns. Totally. So it'll be. And it can be a, it can be a really muddy course um, if it does rain. Plus, obviously, you're running through not just like horse pastures, but you're also running through horse pens. So that is just dirt. Right. So if it's wet and muddy, um, It'll be a really mucky course for sure. So you got to put a plastic bag on that boot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll, bu we'll build you like a little like half ski and you can kind of like yeah. slide around on it. <laughs> you should get one of those like scooters. Have you seen those scooters? Yeah, we like put the your knee up ones. with mm. the boot. Yeah. And then you can just rip around on that all day. Yeah, I've seen Perfect. those. Spartan yeah. should give us a side by side. I mean, it's only logical. <laughs> Not you totally good. could. You guys should try and like rent bikes or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would make much more sense for me. It would. Mm. So it does. Good picks. Good picks, though. Yeah, there. And it is a bit of a shame because we do think about even if we just list those four or five women that we said are not coming, and just all of a sudden, what a deep, yeah, waste that becomes, and just you know, it's it's disappointing. I'm gonna blame Beth. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it would be, it would be nice. And, and you, like you said, you never know who's going to show up and especially because we haven't had races here in Canada. So, um, number one, you could get some of those elite trail runners that haven't 
traveled and whatever else and they're like hey i want to try a spartan or my friend told me about a spartan or whatever and brings them out and all of a sudden they're like emma in Asheville and just take it out and you know they're in the mix and if they don't fail anything or they make some mistakes but it still adds someone into the mix and i think it makes things really interesting if there's a battle for more than top three right mm-hmm. there's a difference between if the three girls here go out and then the gap is like two minutes after it. And it's kind of like, you know, they'll still all, all fight for first, but you know you're in a podium spot. It's when you add that fourth and fifth that things get, people start taking risks and, and making moves and stuff like that, right? So should be interesting. So jump to the men. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Mick, I'm gonna give you the option here, okay? So you can pick these based on having you included or you can exclude you from the list and go from there. Um, you just play with it however you like. <laughs> well, I'm not going to explain why I'm going to win a race or why I should be at it. Exactly. But, I mean, all, all things considered, I, I'm excited to race here and I think I can do well here even you know, with what I've been dealing with and everything, I think I'm coming in and in like a decent fitness. So um, I'm excited about it. And pe- people can make their uh, predictions based on whatever they want to base it on. But <laughs> uh, if I had to pick top three in a super, um, now let's say Jeff shows up and and Jeff's there. And I've, and I've had some really good, what people don't realize is I've had some really good um, races against Sean Stevens Wales and he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves. He's, you know, the guy was top 10 in, you know, Red Bull 400, you know, world championships. And, you know, he, he just set an FKT on skyline, which is up in Jasper. And uh, I've done that, that route. And, you know, the top time he beat it by like a pretty substantial mark. And that was very recently. So, um, and I know the fitness I was in when I ran it and um, the time I got. And so knowing that and and comparing what Sean did to it, um, it's pretty scary to think if the fitness he's in right now. So um, I'm going to say Sean, Sean's, and he has experience already. He's raced this year. Um, he did a lot of the U.S. National Series last year or the year before. Like, he jumped into a bunch of them. So he's been around really good competition. And I think if you're racing against the best guys out there, you're just going to get better, even if you're not getting first place. So um, I'm going to say Sean. And then Jeff Jeff Krar, if he shows up. And then um, I want to say... Christian Vinslavic because he's always consistently up there and he never runs like a poor race. Um, and his kid's old enough now he's getting sleep. <laughs> his little Ronan's a little older now, but uh, I think, you know what? I, I got a, I got a call Austin as, as third there. I think uh, the move, he was a little off for a while cause he moved out East, but he got in some really good training with some of the guys out there and uh, he'll turn himself inside out no matter what fitness he's in. And 
any carries, he'll just eat people okay. up. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to throw Austin in third place there. That's my, uh, that's my thing. And then, and then Christian Vinslavic and Chris, um, Sean Swear and Chris, whatever his last name is yeah, yeah, coming in, coming in the close fourth, fifth kind of thing. All right, Beth, you, you got anything different? Well, I didn't leave Mick out of mine, but <laughs> good, call. good call. Yeah. So, well, I, mine were very similar though. So I did say, um, Sean for the win. Um, he has been running really well. He, uh, and he had a top 10 finish in Utah. Um, so, and again, that rust buster helps to, to have a race under your belt in the season. Um, and then I put you Mick for second and, uh, and then Christian for third. You see that? Not even kissing ass. Didn't put Mick for first. That's fantastic. <laughs> she changed it last minute. She did. She did. She's like, oh yeah, that guy's coming off an injury. No, I didn't. I wrote it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Bethany's the only one of us that actually prepares for this. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a little green it's sticky. It's on like an M pad. <laughs> <laughs> um, me, I actually. You're putting yourself first? No. no <laughs> I thought I we went over this. I would. I would. Exactly. But, you know, I'm, I've got a tweak in my hammy and, um, you know. <laughs> Shit like that. Anyway, I actually have Mick for the win. There you go. I am going to suck up. Um, and let's just call it really, really closely followed by Sean Stevens Whale. Um, if this race was in the mountains, I would probably have switched that around. But due to Mick's familiarity with this this area, this course, and that that kind of was the, the swing vote for me. And then in third, I am going with Christian Vicslavic. Because, one, I think he's a great athlete. He's a great guy. I love Austin, too. Austin's absolutely amazing. But I owe him great apologies for never getting his name right. And so he's got to come third. And you'll be able to say his name now. And then I'll be able to say his name. If I do interview you at the finish line, I will probably have my wife beside me so that I can say Christian and she can say you're Austin. <laughs> you know what? You almost need to hear what his last name is before you see it written. And then it's not an yes. issue. I don't think whoever started his last name knew how to spell it correctly. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was. It looks like White Claw. I don't know. It's not just me. There's. It's horrible. I, I will spell it phonetically for you, Dave, and then you can practice it on the flight over. Awesome. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be exciting. You should ask Spartan Canada if you guys can do some takeovers for them and and show some of the course previews for people and stuff i think i think people enjoyed that when they did that i don't know when you guys are heading out there but um it it was kind of exciting when they had the build crew kind of showing things going up and showing different areas but um a few let me know but i have a few other notes on the actual course that i think people could anticipate but we'll go we'll keep talking about these picks well i think i think we've got the oh yeah no, so yeah we, we did the picks. we got the picks done okay well, you go ahead, man. You you lay it out there. Well, I think I think people, if they do the route, they're going to change it a little bit because last year it was basically you run across. It was like a hundred meter sprint, jump over a horse fence, and you go straight into single track. And it was it was just like a grade four cross country meet right out of the gate. Everyone was just going crazy for that. It was like 
a tiny hole in the in the forest and everyone's running towards it because as soon as you got in there you couldn't really pass people so um they're not going to make that mistake again like i know john it was on johnny's radar and everything so um it the layout will probably be a little different they'll probably move us through some wider track first or some like open bushwhack kind of instead um or just kind of take you out the backside but there is a a large set of stairs coming up from the river that they usually hit you the last mile of the race and it is bringing you back into the festival area so it for sure is going to be in the course mm -hmm. um and i would say i don't know it's at least 50 stairs um and they're just they're just straight up uh so again it's it's one of those things where especially in a 10k you've been running for that long and then all of a sudden you need to go into this like you i mean you have to run it at that point and you're skipping and you're jumping but like those stairs are you kind of have to manage it and if you go too hard on those then the final you know quarter mile sucks so much so i think people need to anticipate the stairs taking them you know you're not going to do them in under 30 seconds so your legs are accumulating quite a bit over that time if you're going at whatever hard pace you're going at so just manage your just when you hit the stairs know that you're you know the stairs aren't done in 10 seconds you know it's a it's a little bit of an effort and you're going to feel a little like trash when you get to the top and that's the worst thing because there's always people standing at the top of the stairs cheering you and you want to be like running, you're almost finished and you have nothing left after the stairs. <laughs> so it depends what they put after the stairs, but just be wary that like it is an energy suck. Um, but when you see the stairs, you know you're coming back towards the festival area. So potentially you're getting close to the finish. Um, and then I think... I think it's, yeah, making sure, like, you know what shoes you're wearing. They're going to get wet no matter what. They usually put the rolling mud close to the festival area as well. So it's not like a dunk wall at the end. Um, it's usually rolling mud into a dunk wall kind of, you know, after a mile in kind of thing. So be, be prepared for that. It's been like that for a few years. So a few things like that just for people to think about in terms of gear, in terms of, like, how the race could play out and stuff like that. And then, like I said, there's two levels. So when you get onto the open for horse fields and then you come back into the single track by the river, then when you come up the stairs, then you're coming near the end again. So um, there's a lot of good good little checkpoints. And for your warm-ups, you can kind of see quite a bit of the course because like I said, there are those like big walking paths that kind of go around the whole venue. Um, and they're not really off limits to public, right? Like there's been, we've been running through the race and there's a part where it like cuts over it or whatever. And there's just people walking their dog or whatever. So um, you can kind of check out the course off course um, pretty well at this venue. So if you go the day before to go jog around or whatever else. Yeah. So I have a couple questions about your stairs. One, are, okay. these, like, are these like man-made stairs, proper stairs, or is this like a trail stair? They used to be like railway ties kind of dug into the ground and they were pretty nice. And there's a, there's like a thick wooden railing on one side and now they've redone them. So they're more like, you know, metal strapped on the edges and they're built and they're quite 
thin now in terms of like landing. So um, it's not really the same anymore. It's more like regular stairs. Okay. And yeah. then how wide is this? So, I mean, can you pass going up these stairs? You can. Yeah. Can yeah. I'd say for sure two wide, even like three, three wide. Like they're, yeah. Yeah. You got enough room to pass. Hmm. I, I, good to know in, yeah so interesting stuff now i think about the way you said like that grade grade four cross country meet everybody bust out of the gate but i mean we see that a lot in ocr races that's just it seems to be the only running race where it's like don't conserve go out really really fast yeah it just is now if i was designing a course and like you said i would you know you obviously don't want that single path right away because that does get up but i would like spartan doesn't do this ever get you guys go maybe even run a hundred meters and then throw a heavy carry at you right away. So the, the thing about the, doing that is all of a sudden nothing matters before it because you're ultimately the pace of the slower people in the front. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe if you're lucky to get in, but they have thrown carries in. I think they've noticed that races. If they do that though, it just, just like that swim in, in Jacksonville where mm -hmm. everyone blitzed out of the gate and then three quarters of a mile in they go into the water and all of a sudden everyone's back in a pack yeah um so and and plus it might be a numbers thing too um where you don't want to risk like a whole heat going into a carry within like five minutes kind of thing. Idea, yeah. my idea is shit just say it. that's fine i got it <laughs> I have another one. You just want more carries, Dave. <laughs> I have another Your solution idea. is always throw carries. <laughs> more power, right? Yes. I have another one, though. At the top of your stairs, I would throw, like, stairway to Sparta. Just yes. to add a little more elevation. Oh, you wouldn't be able to jump to it, honestly. It is, like, Perfect. no matter. Yeah, it is, it is the most painful thing. But you know, like, guys are coming behind you. And it's kind of like. You know that feeling where you can hear the festival area, like you start to hear the music mm -hmm. and the day's warming up a bit potentially because you started early and now it's getting warmer. You get to the top of these stairs and everyone's like, good job, good job. Or you, they can see you as you're coming up and you're dying. And they're just like, you're doing great. And then you get to the top and you got to tell your legs to start running again because it's back on flat and they don't want to do it. So there are some really fun single track and they've done carries through some of the fun kind of terrain where you're like stepping over fallen logs. And, and that venue also does have um, quite a bit of like dense forest that depending on weather and what storms were around, like there can be a lot of kind of trees to jump over on the single track. So that's both fun and just adds another natural obstacle. So I had one good idea and one shit idea. That's 50% and that's a pass. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Mick, any final thoughts at all about Red Deer? No, I'm just, I, I'm happy to, I'm excited to see everybody. I feel like um, it'll be good for everyone to kind of come together and be at a race again and just be in the atmosphere. And I think we're all happy for Spartan Canada that they're actually able to get a race going. That's like, you know, beyond everything that's out of their power and if you're on the fence about going to both races think about the fact that spartan is paying how many deep this time bethany for the series 10 deep 10 deep yeah you go to both races and you're a decent runner you have a 
good shot. So keep that in mind if you're on the fence about doing both or maybe jumping in on one. Maybe let that help you make your decision. Beth, any final thoughts from you? No, no, I'm with Nick here. I'm just pretty pumped to have a race coming up. So I think our community here needs that. Awesome. I think that's perfect. Perfect way to end it. Mick, thanks for joining us, buddy. We really appreciate it. See you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Awesome.